Hey, this is for all of our property manager friends of the podcast. Are you looking to add more properties this year? If so, you got to check out Venturi. These guys are at the forefront of what they do. You should see them at conferences, pack presentations, their booths are slammed, and Brooke, their founder, is a huge fan and supporter of the pod. Venturi has built the first and only software and services platform designed specifically to help property managers recruit homeowners and add new inventory to their rental programs. John, these guys are awesome. They can help you pull lists of vacation rental homeowners in your area and then even market to them across multiple channels from landing pages to chatbots and so many more booking tools. Venturi is here to help you collect leads. Their state-of-the-art CRM with marketing automation can help you easily track those leads and efficiently communicate with them across your entire team. The system can even automatically follow up with your leads instantly. Knowing that your leads are getting contacted right away is an awesome feature. The best part is if you sign up now, you can get a free homeowner marketing list and a free owner landing page. On top of that is 60 day money back guarantee. Venturi makes it completely risk-free to try it out. They will even send you a $50 Amazon gift card just for taking a demo. To learn more, go to Venturi.com forward slash no BS. That's V-I-N-T-O-R-Y.com forward slash no BS. Or just mention that you heard about them on the No BS short-term rental podcast. Welcome to the No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, an unfiltered look into the global vacation and short-term rental industry. I'm Mateo Bradford. And I'm John Stokinger. And this is our podcast. We bring the right people to the table at the right time, giving you an inside view and take on the short-term rental industry like no other podcast can. Morning, Mateo. How are you? Oh, man. Fantastic. How are you? I <laughs> great. It's a great day, man. And you know, it is a great day. What is it? Season spring. two, episode sixteen. Spring has yeah. sprung. Yeah, spring has definitely sprung. I don't know what it's like where you are, but it's uh, it's pretty nice out here. It was uh, over the weekend. It was seventies. It was nice. I mean, unseasonably warm. You know, it's a, we've sprung forward. You know, so that's kind of nice. You know, that's, getting a little bit so brutal though. Like I, I don't recover well from the the spring forward. It's 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 so weird. I just my sleep is not the same. And not to get into and hijack and start talking about like sleep patterns, but like it, I don't know why it affects me so much. So but I, I guess the Senate has already passed to keep it at spring forward. So um, we'll see if it actually goes through. We might not have any spring forward fallback anymore. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think it's just smoke and mirrors for other things. But let's talk about some, some, uh, some really things that have no significance in everyone's daily lives <laughs> will make this a, a big news story. But we have, I know I say this a lot, um, but this is truly uh, one of my, my favorite people on, on the pod today. I don't know how to go ahead and say it. So I met her at my first conference I ever been to. Like before I met you, I went to the mm-hmm. Streamline Summit. It was the first first summit I ever went to a first, you know, short-term rental conference. And I met her there and we'll, I'll get into the story later, but like, we've had a great relationship for the five years I've been in the industry and I'm super stoked to be joined today by Jennifer Mucha, founder and CEO of Arrived. How are you, Jennifer? 
<laughs> Welcome to the well, show. Well, uh, thank you. I have no idea what that means that your introduction to the the industry was through me. It might be a good thing or it might be a bad thing. That's scary. <laughs> My take on it might not be normal, but well, so I'm very glad we met. I, I'm glad we met too. And so it was my first, um, I, I was with Ascent back then. I'd been there, um, I think I joined in May and I think this is in September. I think the next one I went to was actually is where I met Mateo down in Gatlinburg, but it was my first actual like meeting of different vendors and, and, and it was streamlined. So it was a pretty big, you know, Streamline throws on a nice show and it's a, it's a great event. And I was just getting my chops wet. And th this is the story I, I remember. And please tell me if, if you remember it differently. I was sitting there with um, my coworker at that time. And I was like, who are we going to go ahead and try to get? And I saw you and I, and I said, and this is, I totally prejudged you. Like I'm put like, and I said, she looks like she knows what she's doing. And I'm going to take her out. To, we're going to take her out to dinner. And I went up and I introduced myself to you. I said, do you have plans tonight? We're getting some people together. Would you like to come out to dinner with us? And is that how you recollected it as well? Totally sounds right. <laughs> I think you said there's a sucker and you completely misjudged me. <laughs> <laughs> but little did, little did you know, I was actually looking for credit card processing, which I mean, like true story. So I had... <laughs> you know, another company that I was going to go talk to. You just caught me. It was meant to be. It was, it was good. And, and, and the interesting thing is, you know, I've obviously I've, uh, I've jumped around, I've updated my career. Uh, we'll leave it Ooh, that way throughout, okay. throughout these five years. And oh, I told John last year, I said, I am so proud of you. I can't even believe what I met and what you are now. <laughs> Very impressive. <laughs> What I, I, I actually know what you, I know what you're talking about actually <laughs> no it's for real like in a good way like it yeah. the whole the whole thing it's just fun to watch I mean we we all uh, you know strive to grow and change and whatever he's lived it for the last five years it's been fast and amazing and fun to watch and, and you know I'll give him his flowers and his grown he's polished himself up a little bit you know a little he's, bit he's, you know he's he's you know, it's, it was there, you know, you can't make, you can't make something out of nothing. So he was definitely there and he's doing his thing. So yeah, we'll give yeah. you your flowers now. Well done. So. Oh, thanks. But let, let's talk about, let's talk about you. Like I'm looking at Jennifer, I'm looking at your LinkedIn and, you know, usually I'm going to go ahead and look at someone's LinkedIn and you're going to have like five or six or seven different, you know, different things going on and what you're in, in your experience column. And your experience column is one thing. It's arrived <laughs> LLC for 18 years one month so, like know. like how, in in first first tell a little bit tell the audience who, who you are i mean what arrived is and i mean i know but tell them in your words you know about your company and then like how did you get from where you are you know where you were to where you are today yeah, how did I actually get to that one thing on my LinkedIn? Um, <laughs> well, I know there's more. You didn't just come out and just <laughs> see. He's going to drag you down that rabbit hole we were just talking yeah. about. No, yeah. we we it's it's kind of it's sort of the same story as everybody else. It was a little bit earlier than a lot of companies, a little bit later than a few. Um, so so I used to be a real estate appraiser actually, um, and my husband's a realtor. So when we when you know when we were in our twenties or I don't know, I don't even know how old we are. I'm 23 still, I swear. But, um, when, when we were 
looking at our lives and going, wait a second, we don't have a 401k. It seemed way more interesting to invest in a vacation rental than to start throwing money into some version of an IRA or something like that. So, mm -hmm. um, so we bought a vacation rental about 15 miles from where we live. And this was 2019 or 20 years ago and put it with a property management company for all of about six months. And when we put it with a property management company, we actually had Verbo as a like thing in the back of our head. So we immediately put it on Verbo as well as putting it with a property management company. Well, we put it with VRBO because we had stayed in one, one time, like on our honeymoon, I guess, I don't know, <laughs> in Maui maybe. So we put it on there ourselves and I was the one that was doing all the bookings off season. So for those first six months, I was doing all the bookings off season. The property management company would hire the cleaners and do that part of it. And then they would already have the bookings for the summer and I would have to pay them a huge percentage for the summer. And I was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense at all. I'm the one that's filling in the off seasons. I live 15 minutes away. I can do this all myself, not pay them a percentage of the peak season and just kind of do it. We had small kids. So I started doing that. And then the recession hit maybe, I don't know, not very much later. So I started helping other people manage their properties. I didn't really like being a real estate appraiser during the recession. It was not so fun. And I actually like, I've, I don't know that I've ever shared this, but my mom was the owner of the business that I was doing real estate appraising for. And she was like, are you going to take over the business? And I was like, eh, no, I'm good. It, it just like, there's, there's such a glass ceiling. There's nothing you can do with it. There was no challenge. There was nothing interesting there. So did your at that time, if that you were working in your mom's real estate company, was your husband a realtor at that same company or a different company? No, because I only did appraisals. And so you have to have those yeah. separate from real estate. So yeah. I mean, it, it's like the same industry and the same industry as vacation rentals, which is kind of why I brought it up. But it's, um, you know, we kind of all had our toe in the, the real estate, like thinking that's a fun investment because you see it and know it and kind of understand it. I also think that that appraisal background is actually a huge part of why I know how to price and why I've been able to price things now, right. you know, which we can talk about later. But I mean, that, like, I just, my mind works that way. I can think that way. I only did that for probably four years of my life, but mm. it, it clicked and I knew how to do it. So when it came to vacation rentals, it was the same thing. Like, how do you, how do you look at it in a way that can monetarily make it the highest value of, of anything there? So when the recession hit and I decided I didn't want to do appraisals, I started helping people that we knew that had vacation rentals in Sun River. And I had small kids. I would take on, you know, one house a year. Mm. And I actually, okay, so this was probably 16 or 17 years ago. We've lived in the same house that entire time we were moving last spring. I found my three ring binder last spring of like the first year I was in business. It's kind of awesome. Like pages of like, here's their credit. I probably had their credit card information written there. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> there was like their name and address and email. Um, you know, like, I mean, you have to print off everything. It all came from VRBO and the pages of stuff you'd print off from there. So it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> Is it, do you have it like in, in like encrusted in bronze and it, it's like on your mantle now or it in is. your office. I, I threw away so much stuff when we moved. I'm not a hoarder, but when I found that stuff, I throw away a lot of things. And, and that I was like, nope, that's kind of a legacy at this point. That's yeah. not going anywhere. I need to remember. I would have told you a, a year and a half ago, I would have told you it was off of spreadsheets. I forgot about those three ring binders. So it was fun and to see. Ledgers. <laughs> and binders. Oh no, that's got to go into the short-term rental, like hall of fame or like, <laughs> they do a hospitality museum mm. yeah you should definitely keep that it's, it's up there with tape charts Ooh. <laughs> do we not and like DOS. tape charts and dos pms mm. 
Well, that's the thing is for VRBO back then it, it looked DOS based. I mean, it was so basic, you know, but it, it was a platform and that's actually, I used yeah. that for the SEO for the first few years. You know, I went to SEO classes and learned how to do it for my website, but all I had to do was go onto VRBO and build out the house with keywords. And that house was at the top of every search you could do on whatever search engines we used to have. So mm-hmm. it, um, it, so this is pre pay-per-click, right? You know, oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. I think we were on uh oh what there was what was the search engine with the lighthouse? That one I think we were using that probably. Oh Netscape. Know. Remember that? Was that Netscape? <laughs> oh wow. I, don't, Netscape. I, I didn't even remember the logo from Netscape. Like I remember the name, but I don't remember the logo. Yeah, that was that's pretty good memory, Jennifer. I've been watching the um impeachment story on FX. It's it's come over to Hulu, so I've been watching that on on Clinton mm-hmm. and Monica Monica Lewinsky, and they've been having a lot of like AOL shots and Drudge Report and and watching <laughs> and watching like the screen fill up really slowly going down. Those that can, you know you're listening, you're not going to see it, but listening to the old modem sounds on that, um, and it brought back some that some memories. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. How the lines would kind of come down slowly. We didn't even slow. have the spinning circle of death back then. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely different. Just slowly loading, and you're just sitting there waiting and listening, even to get on. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. So how many? How many years? Like when you were just helping, right? And you know, obviously you weren't. You're, you're. I'm hoping you're charging for it, um, but you're helping. You know, how many years before you're you're doing this and helping other property managers or other homeowners at this time, um, list their properties in Sun River before you decided to make an official move to arrived? And and where you arrived back then was nope. that you? It was. I was Sun River Pines, um, and I was Sun River Pines until about six years ago. It was not very long before I met you actually. So I started in Sun River, built it up there. And I immediately, before I took on the first client down there, I kind of did it. I mean, I, in hindsight, I did it the right way. I just said, look, I'm going to go talk to an attorney and see if we can figure out a way to do this. I'm going to set up a contract. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to be one of those people that was putting money into an account and spending it on my groceries and then trying to pay out the owner at the end of the month. So set up the account, set up the contracts with the owners to kind of keep it legit. You know, I have a business background, a business, you know, that's my focus in life. So, so kind of wanted to do it the right way and built it up that way. Always stayed in Sun River, had no thoughts of going outside of Sun River until about 10 or 12 years ago, maybe at the most. And, and we're, we go to Kauai a lot. So I'd sit on the beach every Thanksgiving working on my phone, probably a Blackberry back then working on my Blackberry and the kids would be playing in the waves and I could be, you know, renting out the houses, talking to the housekeepers, all these things and not being at home and nobody knew it. So that was kind of amazing. And I started going, okay, wait a minute, let's build this up. So my husband and I would sit there talking about how could he have a real estate business in Kauai? I could, you know, work from wherever, have somebody on site doing inspections and things like that. So we kind of had, had a plan to expand over time, kind of started looking at some property. We weren't ready to yet, but kind of starting to get a feel for what it would take to do it. And I had a house that was in Bend that was our in our neighborhood where I was just kind of taking care of it for some people, kind of a concierge service more, um, just because we knew them and and they were kind of high profile people that needed some help. They didn't use it very often. That house sold and my now business partner bought it. So he came in and thought my business looked really fun. He had retired at the ripe age of 55 and thought that this looked fun, I guess. <laughs> 
<laughs> Little did he know how fun it is. So we went into business. I, I've met him. We've had some conversations before. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we went into business together, which was a great thing because I love business. I have the business background, but I'm, you know, I'm a people person. I'm a marketing person. I'm a pricing person. I can tell you what kind of house is going to rent well, help you get it there. He takes care of HR and accounting and all this stuff that is just, and I don't have any interest to learn it, right? Like, I mean, it's there and I'm glad it's there and it's important, but some things you just, why, why focus on that? So we're very compatible business wise, (laughs) the yin and yang of business right here. So It is. And so we kind of, because we were combining forces, we could do some acquisitions. So we transitioned about seven years ago, I believe it was, to focusing on doing acquisitions. I kind of put that whole Kauai idea aside. Um, And that first streamline conference that I went to, which I think was before I met you, it was a couple of years ago. I think it was was at least a year before, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, I met a lady that owned a company called Bend Vacation Rentals, which is 12 miles from Sun River where I started. It was in the town where I lived. They used Streamline, which is the software I used, and she wanted to sell. So within 15 minutes of meeting her, we had an idea. So um, that was our first acquisition. It took, it took a year. I mean, things take a long time. She has to get ready to sell. We have to get, you know, get our ducks in a row. So, um, so that started the acquisition process. So we expanded via acquisition to Bend, Palm Springs, Hood River, uh, Kauai, and Oahu. So we have all of those locations that we wanted to know. Um, the whole Hood River thing has been pretty fantastic. Um, obviously, I have a little bit of background there. You and I have talked. I lived there for three years. Yep. But the what I what I liked about even even two years ago, you had like just a handful of properties in Hood River. If I were to go on your website right now, yeah. it's it's your second biggest market. Like yeah. we're killing it in Hood River, and I love it. And I will yeah. tell you something about about that in acquisition. So at that point, about two years ago, it was probably September of um, 2019, right before COVID hit, mm-hmm. we decided that we were done with the acquisitions for a while. We wanted to work on streamlining our process, um, streamlining our employees, um, get, get a really strong foundation, which was good timing with COVID. We didn't know that, but it was. The acquisition process is very interesting. When you acquire a company, the owners of the homes often take it as a chance to relook at everything. So you may do better than what their company has done. You may do the same as what their company's done. It's always going to be different. So they're going to right. relook at it. You know, we're better than most. So we're not going to go in and be worse than anybody, but they don't know that. And they mm-hmm. have a relationship with a company that they signed up with and they're loyal to some extent to that. As soon as somebody yeah. new comes in, they you have to earn that trust all over mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. You, you know? do. Yeah. So you have to have a really strong foundation, which is kind of where we went. Okay. Let's look at this and get this, you know, lined out so that we can make sure we keep, keep owners happy and do what, you know, our goal is happy owners and happy guests. How do we do that? Here's how we do it. We fix the, the little details to make sure that it's perfect when anybody joins. So Hood River is a perfect example of that. I mean, there's, there are short-term restrictions in that town Mm -hmm. that are pretty overwhelming. And, um, we went in, and brought in the technology and brought in the commitment to see the owners through and they've seen it, you know, we brought it from, you know, an old school technology and an old school mindset to what it is today. And it's been fun to watch. And we have a great team on the ground The the lady that works with our owners there, which is, you know, kudos to her. Cause that's how we've grown so well there. She's been with us since we uh, bought hood river vacation rentals. So um, she's amazing. She knows 
the town, she knows the market, she knows arrived, she knows how to promote that. And that's been super, super huge and helpful. Isn't that key though, in the, in the turnover and the transition from one entity to the next? That's one of the things I wanted to ask is like, if the relationship is good with the management company before, how do they help kind of massage that transition into, or do they, I, again, speaking on that process, I don't necessarily know how that goes. Like, are there things that they can do that help make that an easier kind of decision for their owners to say, Hey, I trusted this company. They, this is who they're selling to. This is who that company is. Cause I know with smaller entities, you can do that, right? Like with bigger corporations, it's, it's strictly corporate. It's very cut and dry, but where the relationship is important in with property managers, that's vastly important, right? That they're trusting you and they want to know that you're not just going to, you know, see this as a transaction, but also, you know, take the time and care and, and understand that that's something that they're looking at something, a relationship that's important to them and that they're trusting you with their property and to be a good steward of that property. So I don't know yeah. how that goes. Yeah, I think there's two things. One is geography. So we, you know, I think Hood River has been so successful partly because it's close to Bend. So I can drive up there for the day, work with the office team, go through three or four houses, know what I'm seeing and knowing what I'm talking about. So if if somebody that's, you know, it's an owner and say they've been with Hood River Vacation Rentals for 10 years before, if I talk to them, they know I'm up there all the time. They know yeah. that I know the, the area, the location. They feel they feel that it's still a local company, which it is. I mean, it's the yeah. same employees yeah. working there. It's the same everything. It's just a different software and management team, you know, right. in the background. So, um, so bringing in the benefits of that with the same local thing. I think the other thing, is the people. And so that's the the hardest part. So when you do an acquisition, the employees do the exact same thing Mm -hmm. as the owners. The employees are like, oh, should I go get another job? Oh, they do it differently. I'm not sure I want to be part of that different thing. You know, you you have to get them to buy into it. That's hard too. You have to massage that too. Absolutely. And and honestly, that's, I think that's probably even harder than the owners is um, you know, I could tell you stories. It's hard. No, I believe it. I've (laughs) I've actually seen that part. I've seen companies i've seen that be the challenge for companies that grow and scale through acquisition and so i it, you know i always sit in the background you know my management company manages one boutique hotel so and and i struggle through that and it's like when you see and you really think about that not just the the transactional parts of it the the numbers yes that all has to to come out but it's the you know what do you do with the people how do you keep the culture right like how does that how does that transition and yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's really matters how you do it. And I think a lot of people have learned that how important that is now that it's not just a numbers thing. And so they invest that time and energy and really learning how to, but you know, and again, it's weeding it out. It's a business because sometimes those employees got to go, right. Like they're not, they, they may be a reason that, you know, it's just not a good fit for them Um, and having the wherewithal to be able to, to really take the time to figure that out. But kudos. Love yeah, yeah no, it's, there's always bumps in the road and we, and everyone we learn from. So that was, you know, that was the thing was I can go back to Bend Vacation Rentals. The first one we bought actually went the best. And as we go back mm-hmm. and, you know, and relook at that, it helps us know what to do on the next one. So it, 
it's, you know, it's always a learning experience and I don't like being bored. So it gives us a challenge on each new one that we run into to do that. But two years ago, we did decide to move away from acquisitions for a little while. That's mm -hmm. not to say we won't do anymore. We're always looking and, you know, in the middle of stuff, but, um, but we decided to take a break and build up that, that foundation so that the next acquisitions we do you know, we'll have a different foundation to move in on. So it's been nice. And then we work on organic growth in the areas that we have. We actually use Ventori to um, bring in the leads for that. We use the technology part of it because I'm a, but <laughs> I have a three ring binder from my first days, but I'm telling you, it's always been, it's always been about technology and doing it different. And it's, and it's, you know, the playbook that I went by was put it on Verbo, get your SEO off of Verbo, all these things. The property management companies back then were, were doing those little, um, the little realtor flyer things, and they would have mm -hmm. them on the coffee tables in the, in the right. houses on river and people would pick circle the house that they wanted to stay at next summer when they came. So that's kind of the, the generation that I started the business in and look how far we've come yeah. to where, you know, I never wanted to go that route. I never wanted to do paper marketing. I never wanted to send out postcards to my owners. That doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just means that's not what route I took. And so I love it. Right what I do now, which is to market online, retargeting and all these things that we have slightly creepy, but they're great. <laughs> well, I think, you know, you've always, you've always wanted to have a, a, a high touch by hands off approach. You yeah. know, how, how do we, we take care of our owner and I love your happy owners and happy guests, you know, how do you do all the things, but with taking, you know, using the tech that's around around you to go ahead and, and do that. And how is that working? You mentioned having, you know, the acquisition of Hood River and mm -hmm. being able to drive up there and be, you know, however many hours away is it's an, it's an easy drive to go there and spend a day there and then go home. How does that work in, you know, when you're in Palm Springs and when you're in Kauai and when you're on the Oregon coast, which is definitely a little bit further drive, like how do this, how do you go ahead and ease the, I don't want to say tensions, but, you know, the, the problems that come up in early stages of acquisitions when you can't get there easily. Yeah. You fly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a... Because really in person is the best thing, right? Like I can get on the phone, I can get on Zoom, I can text, I can be in their eyes and ears and hair and everything all you want, but to get, you have to go be in person to really understand what somebody's like and what they're doing. So for them to know that I actually care, you know, the people on the ground in that location, for them to know that I actually care about them and the homes that they're managing and all those things, when bumps come up at the road, they just drop it and go because, because even if it turns out to be nothing, then you've, like you said, created that culture of we're all in this together. Here we are that's been one of the hardest things. And I, and I will say that like, it's, it's not insurmountable, but having somebody that can go, you know, be the point in those locations and build up those relationships with the teams and the owners in the locations, that's hard. So Kauai and Palm Springs are a little slower at growing because we just don't have the feet on the ground. And if you have employee transition, then it starts the process over again. So then it's a little bit slower. Right. So. There are other factors that, yeah. that go, there's other factors that go into locations and how they, how they succeed too. But that's why I say geography is huge because you can get up there. Well, at least you're picking geography. That's beautiful and, and sunny right. and warm too, right. as well. You know, you're not picking like, oh. you know, you're not picking like, you know, some like cold, desolate place. I was going right. to name some place. I'm like, oh, that's not a good idea. So <laughs> I know. We do love all the places. We, we love we all the places here. 
Yeah, I can't see a bad spot that you manage. I, I love all these places. Um, yeah. And it's great to see, you know, in, in it's Oregon, Homer, it's great to see Oregon, uh, yeah. you know, represented. Um, I think, you know, it's a huge industry. Yeah, I, speaking like there, what we were talking about news, you know what the news, the most, this made my year when they announced a couple of weeks ago, I was actually in Oregon when they made the announcement that they're opening Kanita back up. I know that's huge, right? Oh, I, yeah. I was so uh, Cliff Johnson and I were talking about this alone. There's like, man, somebody's got to put something together because, like, Kanita can't yeah. just go away. It's the perfect place. And John, if you yeah, no, John doesn't know what Kanita for, for those that are listening, yeah. what is Kanita? Kanita is it used to be this resort, so it's on an Indian reservation, a couple hours outside of Portland, on the way to the central in the central desert, and. It was it was just amazing. It it was a hotel. It was a golf course. It was a resort. It had like a pool, hot like springs, a lazy and they river. were fed by yeah. a hot spring, so it was warm all the time. Yeah, it was it was just it was unique for its time. But like for me growing up, like I loved it. I was just oh we're going to Canada. I knew I was going to enter to. I was going to be in the water all day, and it closed down a couple years ago. And I, I don't remember the exact date that it closed, but I was like, mm -hmm. I was heartbroken. I was like, I was like, yeah. somebody's going to do this. How much money is it going to take? <laughs> Sitting yeah. up here, like trying to figure out ways because, you know, number one, their economy needs it. Just being very real. Um, yeah. The economy needs it. And I think it's good for tourism overall to have something that's bringing people out into that area. And I guess that's one of the things I want to talk to you too, because it seems like Central Oregon and those areas are seeing a lot of growth. Yeah. Um, are seeing a lot of people, and I don't know if it's pandemic or the jobs or whatever, you know, is how much of your business in terms of your entire portfolio are you seeing coming out of these kind of Oregon markets or these new emerging markets in Oregon? Huge, huge amounts. Um, it definitely was always, you know, you'd have, you'd have a steady stream of people investing and buying and visiting mm -hmm. in Central Oregon. And, and the vast majority would say, this is where we're going to retire. This is our favorite place to come. We've been coming here for 30 years, all these things. So when the pandemic hit and people could work from home or when they had some extra money so they could, mm -hmm. you know, invest in something. Yeah, it's kind of boomed. I think like it has everywhere. And by kind of, I mean, yes, <laughs> huge. <laughs> Where does so that, you know, with all this that's going on, where does that put, you know, I know you took some time you know, your, your acquisition, you know, uh, hat was off for a couple of years. And I think that's, I think that's fantastic, by the way. I think the companies that were able to go ahead and when, when the pandemic hit and kind of look internally of like, how can we build this foundation? How can we go ahead and, and ensure growth or, or ensure whatever we're looking to do after, you know, when things open back up again, I, I think the companies that did that were very smart. You know, now that, it's over and I'm using air quotes for those who can't see because um, we don't know what the hell is happening next month. Um, where do you see arrived going? Like where, like you, are you on the, I know you mentioned that you're, you're open to anything, you know, previously in conversation we've had, you've always been down to um, for the right opportunity at the right time. You know, you're at 300 S units, you know, where, where does arrive go from here? Yeah. You know, <laughs> this is such a not business answer. Um, I, I fully believe in God. And so I think he has a plan and he'll tell us what it is when it's time. Um, so yeah, open to anything, right? Like it's, it's going to happen anyway. That being said, 
my business mindset has ideas. I'm not going to stop growing. You know, I'm going to keep pushing forward. I don't like being bored. I, I think there'll be some acquisitions in the, you know, in the local market. I think, I think it would be silly to not in the, you know, ge- I'd, I'll probably be a little bit more picky geographically because of the things that we've talked about. It's more fun, you know, when you're geographically close to, to where you're living or spending time, that doesn't mean I am opposed to, you know, moving somewhere to grow geographically either. Right. <laughs> My roots are all over the West coast. So, you know, somewhere on the West coast, but I think we're going to keep growing. I think we're going to see, you know, some doubling here in the next couple of years and a lot of it from organic growth, but I think it's going to be, you know, I think there'll be an acquisition or two in there to keep it growing. And, and it's going to be a stronger, more peaceful looking business because we are so grounded in what we do now, what we've, we've learned the details of how to, how to grow like this, how to grow in different places. And it's just going to, I think it's just going to roll. It's going to feel good. That's awesome. You, you, you mentioned earlier, you know, and we talked about tech and we talked about, you know, how you're kind of a, 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 a details uh, and nerd about, you know, understanding. And, and I'm saying that in a positive, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, way, I'm a data right? nerd. I'm a techie nerd. We yeah. Can, we're, so <laughs> we're talking data and we're talking, you know, you used to do, you know, organically do all your all, you know, you know, all your own SEO, you know, what, you know, I'm assuming that you're, you're plugged into as much data as you, as you possibly can get. And, and recently there's been some like just this past week and week and a half, there's been some really big, you know, data, data news in our, our space, uh, both uh, transparent was purchased by OTA insights. So they can go ahead and offer both hotel and short-term rental data. And then air DNA was acquired by Alpine investors. Like, mm-hmm. Does I'm not sure exactly, you know, obviously I understand the play from these investors and why they want to go ahead and do that. You know, I'm not sure if you're if you're using either one of those uh, providers for data um, outside of, you know, or if you're using key data, it doesn't really matter. Like, what does that do for a company like yourself? Like, what are, what are you seeing with these acquisitions for, for tools that you use? So we currently use key data. That being said, we've been working with Transparent for the last few months they're trying to pull together some stuff that key data hasn't um it's interesting i don't understand the tech part of it enough to tell you why i'm going to tell you what i'm going to tell you but we we would love in our we would love to have a dashboard like ideally that's just pulled straight into streamline right but if we had one dashboard that could show us everything so you have like key data that has has worked with like revenue and numbers and and occupancy and all these things right well, what about all of our work orders and our vendors and the costing on those? And so housekeeping costing, linen costing. Um, what about our inspectors that go out and inspect? How many inspections did they do a day? And what kind of loss or, you know, did we have with that? How efficient are they? So you start pulling in that. I'd love that data, right? I mean, there's there's a million things that you can start asking for, you know, that you, but I don't want seven different dashboards for it. I want somebody that can pull all of it into one. Right. Because I just sit there and look at that stuff and then I go and mess with my pricing and I look at that stuff and I go and talk to my employees about a better way to do work orders. Or I go and look at that stuff and I go buy a car so they can take the car to do inspections, whatever it is. You know, like there's there's just stuff that you can see from data. The more data you have, the more more things you can see. And that's how you make an efficient business is watching it. So I can either go and try to pull it from seven different sources, or I can have a company like Transparent 
build something that I can see it through. Now, with a company like Transparent, like they're, they do, they do what they do, right? But you know, what it couldn't you, and I, I think a big part of it is cost. So because if you were to go ahead and you add up every one of those things that we've mentioned, and depending on the data sets you're trying to go ahead and look at, if it's, you know, for a company like say Hopper, like we're looking for global data sets and the cost of that is insane, right? Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, featured markets, you know, but you're still looking at one, two, three, you know, six, seven markets where, yeah. where you have, you know, a, a footprint in. Would getting this data and using tools like Power BI or and getting a data scientist or data analyst to work for your team to go ahead and put this in a, a dashboard? I mean, there's so many different ways to go ahead and get to where you're trying to get, yeah. but what is the correct way? Yeah. And I don't know if there is, if there is a correct, correct way yet, and it depends on the software you're using as well. Like, it totally does. And that's the thing is like, I'm, I'm kind of watching it piece together, right? Because they start pulling in, um, you know, all these companies like Key Data or, or Transparent or um, is it LSI? Who's there? There's another reporting. LSI tools. And then there's AirDNA. And yeah. then there's so you can start seeing now the big thing is that now you can start seeing the other companies, right? So like I can, I can now go and look and see what my competitors in each market are doing. So they, they can make a a data set and I can see how many, like say Vicasa, let's use them as an example because they're there, whatever. So Vicasa gets whatever percentage from Airbnb, I can see that. I can see what Vicasa is renting each house for per night in comparison to mine. So I can literally compare my occupancy, my everything to any number of things I wanna do. But then that doesn't necessarily go into the same dashboard as everything else. So you're kind of watching all these great ideas come and they're all kind of out there and somebody's going to pull it all together efficiently and put it in one big thing for us. So some companies seem to be a little bit further ahead than the other, but it does not surprise me that they're getting, you know, the, the transparent thing didn't surprise me. The RDNA thing, RDNA thing didn't surprise me. And I think that's because, you know, our, our business, look at where we've come. I've, I joke about how long I've been in it, but really in the real, like real time, it's not been that long. And look, we're talking about Netscape. We're talking, and now we're talking about making a dashboard with all this stuff pulled straight out of everything. Our industry is so fast paced and changing all the time. Our whole world is, but this industry in particular is new and changing. I love it, which is exciting. It's exciting to see it happen. I'm with you. I want to see that dashboard too. And I right. think, you know, we need another push for an open API mm -hmm. for us to be able to build something like that. And when we get our act yeah. together as an industry and agree to that, then we'll have one of the tools that we're always asking for. Yeah. One thing, one sort like to make it happen. So. And what, and I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I feel like that I'm, I tend to not love a lot of roll up in tech because then you're like, you know, part of a monopoly potentially, but really it's kind of where we want to go. Right. Because I've always used streamline because they can integrate with all these things that I want to integrate with directly. Well, if you take an open API and you have a whole bunch of roll ups in the industry, you now have what we're all looking for, which is access to it all. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, a, a big part of the the holdup for the the open API is is that there's a lot of bandwidth and a lot of legwork that needs to be done to clean up like really shitty code. You know, mm -hmm. there's been like yeah. and it is what it is like you get to, you know, if you're 10 years of working on the same code structure and you are to where you are today and you're just doing patchwork code to go ahead and make that continue to work. Now you want to go ahead and make it an, you know, a unified clean code for everyone like you basically you're starting from scratch you're taking all this 
everything you've built for 10 years. And now, you, all right, how do I go ahead and, and put this in a universal clean code? And I'm speaking as a total like person that knows nothing about it. I just hear rumors that the code's shitty. <laughs> I, I don't disagree that the code is shitty. I mean, you look at all the products that are out there that have bugs and don't work. Like, again, the, I think the, what you need to do is what comes up with a, with a common or a, a, a universal API is also universal standards. So you have universal kind of information points that you can, and I'm the last look guy, at, look I feel at, like you could build an algorithm that can pull that information into that format, right? Yeah. And pull for look at Airbnb and um, booking.com and how hard it is to fill in all the boxes. So everybody's tried, right? They've tried to make it so that Airbnb, which is a unique kind of a mentality when they were built because mm -hmm. they were a merchant of record and all that can then, you know, coordinate with booking.com, which is built on a hotel platform, which is a whole different set of boxes to check, literally boxes yep. to check as you build out a house. So just that alone, trying to clean that up to have an open API. I'm, everybody calls a bedroom, something different. Everybody calls a queen bed, something different. And that's just the start of all this complication that, that I, it would, it would take a lot of work. You guys are exactly right. We're seeing it on, on our front, you know, building out, you know, Hopper homes, we're seeing a huge amount of, you know, of, of trying to go in, like we're, we're, we have a ton of aggregated inventory that we're bringing in from different places and some work with turning it on and some just, there's a lot more legwork that our, you know, our developers are, you know, knee deep in trying to go ahead and, and get figured out. And, and they are, cause we hire the best, but it's time consuming. And then, you know, the interesting thing with tech, and I know that anyone that has bought and sold and, and works in tech and, and, and is waiting for like, Hey, something's going to go live on say in 30 days. Well, it's tech, you know, 30 days could be six months from now. You never know with, the, with, the, with everything in that's coming up. It's interesting. Well, I see it at the hotel too. You look at and look at so talking about where the industry is going and moving to, right? Like you have, I have a boutique hotel that I run like short-term rentals, like eighteen individual short-term rentals. So you're right; every platform has a different name for the for the rooming types. Like I have the, my, I don't even understand to this day how I have it set up on Booking.com, but it's <laughs> on Booking.com. But I look at like how I have the, the 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 wording and like the names, and I'm just like, this is crazy. But I'm getting booking, so I'm not really messing with it. So I'm just leaving it alone. Yeah. But I still don't understand it. And then I'm looking at what I do for Expedia, what I had to do for VRBO, and what I had to do for Airbnb. And thank God I have a property management software system that actually fits this sort do you of, use a property anyway. management software yeah no i definitely do yeah. so i use nice. uh and i and again i don't know shamefully i i i, I don't care i use hostfully so that's why i use for the hotel because yeah. in my search that's it, it fit the best it was cost effective for me and yeah. it did the integrations that i needed uh yeah. for for right now but is it perfect for that no but yeah. It works. It, it's the best that I was able and I was exposed to to work for that product. Um, and it's what I could afford to be. Honest. Yeah. So, yeah. There's, so. there's not a right fit for every, it's not the same for every single right. thing. Right. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, the, I want a couple things I want to talk about before we, before we wrap this up. Uh, number one, uh, it's been awesome getting to know you over these, these five years and, right and, back to, at see, you, John. and to see you grow and to see you scale. And I'm, I'm super excited to see you mentioned doubling. Like, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see arrived at 600 units. 
that's awesome to me. And I, and we'll, we'll have you back on, you know, and talk about that growth and, and talk about like what worked and what didn't I like, I'm super stoked for that. The other thing I wanted to shoot, I had it there and I lost it. Um, <laughs> I wanted to, Oh yes, here it is. So I wanted to uh, apologize to you for inviting you to go to the Northwest VRP and say, Hey, I'm going to be there. <laughs> And, um, and then you go, all right, cool. We're going to go ahead and, and do this. And, and then you get tickets. And then I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm not, I'm going to be in New York city. Um, just left me to- high and dry, John. High I know, and dry. I know. So I, I'm apologizing for, with that said, I am going to, I, there we'll, we'll see each other soon. Yay. But, uh, Let me know when you go out there, man, I might meet you out there. We may, may need to go out and do an episode out there. Yeah. Get oh, the yeah. Probably have a great place for you to stay. Probably. I mean, Probably. I mean, I'm, I'm saying maybe I might. <laughs> <laughs> if they're not all booked already, you better plan ahead. Right. right. <laughs> I want with, with I basically what what do you have to offer to uh, other property managers that are that are looking to scale? Because not everyone's looking to scale. We talk about this a lot on the podcast. We talk about, you know, that the people are happy, you know, where they are. They're they you know, they got 25 units and we're good, you know, where we're living a comfortable lifestyle and everything's good and there's no reason. You know, you obviously saw the value in scaling and because um, in your words, you get bored. And so, you know, you, you don't like being bored. And so in your business mindset and, and that's who you are. And so you, you're constantly, and I don't want to say scurrying, but that's kind of like you're looking for your next venture your, or your next uh, opportunity. For those that are looking for a next opportunity and want to scale, like what suggestions do you have or what like words of wisdom do you have uh, for companies that were say were in your position, say 10 years ago? You know, do your research. Like we were just talking about, there's not one software for everyone. There's not one product for everyone. There's not one kind of business for everyone. Our business, it, our business model is different than probably every single other vacation rental property management company. You know, you think it, it's funny. I'll see people on a platform asking, oh, what do you guys do about this? And I'm like, why would you ask somebody else? And nobody does the same thing twice. And, you know, figure out what you want to do for your business, your area geographically for the employee base that you have, what works for the employee base and start from the ground up and do research, research the people, research the houses, research the owners, you know, research what technology you need to do. And then definitely use technology whenever you can, instead of people not to be you know, you can't use it for everything, but use it where you can. It's there. It's efficient. It's cost-effective. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Do you have anything else or you, you know, you want to, you want to do your own podcast next time? Do you want to take over? (laughs) Yes, but I have to think of a really good idea first. Just kidding. How about, how about this? Why don't we come to Ben? We can meet. I I found out my, so my boy, uh, one of my kids, one of the guys that grew up with in Portland owns the, uh, the dogwood cocktail oh yeah down at the old mill yeah yep. so doug so doug nice. and I would, so if you know doug just post up and you know john, i'll go down there and find do a, live, a live broadcast oh yeah no definitely i'm gonna i'm gonna harass him after this and let him know yeah. but no definitely tell him you uh we met awesome <laughs> i will but thanks I so look much forward to seeing you guys again thank you so much for having me on i feel great. honored oh it's it's our honor thank you jennifer thank you so much take care